Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. My next guest is a pretty familiar part of the Open House furniture, a high-quality piece of furniture, of course. When Mark Hadley joins us in the studio every few weeks, we talk about TV. He's now here to talk about books, one specific children's book that he's just had published. This man is no one-trick pony. He's been talking and writing about friendship for years. This book is all about a panda who discovers friendship from a kind of countercultural approach. It's beautifully illustrated by Nathan Lee. The hope is that children will see friendship as a gift rather than a means of getting what they want. Probably a few adults too, Mark Hadley. Welcome. Hey, buddy. Great to see you. Yeah, it's good to be here. This has um, been quite a well-kept secret. This has been something you've been thinking about for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, as you said, you know, in your introduction, I've been writing and, and speaking about friendship for a long time. And mainly that's just because... I guess you realise as you go through life that the most profound way you can actually affect other people is just simply by relating to them, by by loving them as a human being. Uh, And as I started to think about that, and to be honest, as I started to grow as a parent, I started to realise that kids really need to learn about friendship. I mean... Between you and me, the way when I look out, I, I review films and television. People know that about me, mm. and you know I write all sorts of articles. I write scripts and things like that. Um, when I look out at the world today, I realise that we have a really sadly sick way of seeing relationship, and it tends to put the human being right at the centre. So the individual basically says, "What does this relationship deliver to me? Yeah. What am I going to get out of this?" Uh, and the problem in that level of thinking is no one ever gets served. It's all, what do I get from it? Um, When I started watching my kids, you know, I've got three boys. When I started watching them go into school, I realised that this wasn't just an adult thing that we could chat about and think carefully, you know, about how the world is warped, um, but actually it was affecting them in the playground. We'd have a little boy come home and he'd say, you know, such and such said I was fat. And I don't know why he said that. You know, and I, I am I fat? Poor and poppet. I know, I know. <laughs> and you're just going, how is this an anxiety attack for a six-year-old? You know, but <sighs> the relationships that we form and where we look for our friendships and the shape of those friendships, it's it made it really important to me to try and find a way to tell my boys. The Christian community is not immune from this thing. Not at is all. No. Not at all. You know, when we relate to each other uh, as Christians, we often, you know, this is a bit sad, but we often think to ourselves, you know, gosh. I've got a responsibility of telling people about God or something like that. And I turn the people around me into targets, you know, people I've got to communicate something to. Uh, And that's a bit sad uh, because these people are actually like you and me and they probably need to be seen as friends too. And they need good friends and friends are the best suited people to tell them those real life lessons. But if we keep teaching them as targets, they're never going to get that. So tell us about the book. It's called Home. Yeah, that's right. Is about this panda. Well, that's right. Look, the basic storyline is about a panda who is looking for a place to belong. Um, So the story opens up, you know, about panda who lives, who's very talented uh, and uh, also very lonely he lives in a village full of elephants, you know, and so from the outset, it seems quite clear that this panda has nowhere around him that's very much like him and nowhere that makes him feel very welcome where he belonged. So he basically sits down and says to himself, well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to find a place where everybody looks like me and talks like me and walks like me. You know, everything is like me, you know, and if I find that place, I'm obviously going to be happy. Well, as the storybook unfolds, um, that's clearly not the case. You know, just because you get everything you want 
doesn't mean that the world you live in is actually going to be a happy one. Mm. Uh, and he discovers along the way that actually those things that make us most feel like we belong are not things, are not even similarities. They're the people who make us feel like we belong. And that's where friendship comes in. And that's why I was writing it for kids. And what I think is what a great start for kids' life because this is not often spoken about either amongst kids or adults for that matter. You know, I actually tried to sit my boys down and have a 20-minute conversation about the importance of relationships and forming strong ones and things like that. And I realized, you know, when they walked off two minutes in that, yeah, that what it was, was that? <laughs> that, you know, that, or that they were more interested in what was going on in the television, that there are different ways to communicate to different, you know, people and particularly audiences like kids. Um, you can either try and speak their language um, or you can just be happy that they don't understand a word you're saying. Uh, and what I what I decided to do is I realised I looked around that they they'll pick up a book and they'll read it over and over and over again because they're engaged by it. They might watch a television program over and over because something in it appeals to them. Uh, and I realised, and along with Nathan Lee, who's just like a brilliant storyteller and a great illustrator, great picks. Um, I we we sat down and we thought to ourselves, look, this is a great way of communicating something fundamental because we all know as adults that the sort of stuff that you get stuck in your head when you're young can take a really long time to deprogram, so to speak, or change. You know, the Jesuits had a saying that, you know, give me a, a child till they're seven and, and anyone may take them after. Yeah. You know, And the, the truth is that if we start our kids young, you talk about communicating friendship to our kids, if we start our kids young with the right understanding of what healthy relationships look like, they're much better suited to find the ones that they really should get in school uh, and also to be the friends they should be. What a wonderful world it would be, <laughs> as I often say. But it also has a broader application beyond childhood, oh, of look, course. Um, you know, I've got to say that uh, I'm an, one of my uh, big problems with basically going to um, films is that you know I struggle through watching children's films because there's often nothing there for the adult, and so I'm a big I'm a uh, I'm a big celebrator of films that actually operate on different levels. And I thought yeah. to myself, look, you can do this with books, you can do this with kids' books. We've all, I mean, let's face it, mums and dads, you know, we're the ones who actually sit there and read the books. That's right. right. You know, and it's a wise author who recognises. So the that. sort of thing I thought to myself is, look, you know, there are la- there's a layer within the book that pe- that parents will enjoy. Yeah. Um, there, you know, it is basically age, aimed at ages four to eight. There's some funny stuff that um, the kids will get immediately. There's some stuff that you read and you'll understand and you'll maybe be able to take something from. But more importantly, and this is the trick, I think, we've actually recognised that because adults are doing this, adults would like some help. I mean, I know as a dad and a mum, we're not we, our first child... We've almost written him off. We're concentrating on number two and number three because you're, you're sometimes learning so yes. fast. Oh, yeah. So what we did is we stuck a note at the back of the book and said, look, this is a note for parents. You've read the book with a child. Here's a couple of things to think through. This is how I'd start a conversation with my kids about friends based on this story. This is what I'd hope they'd take away from it. And if if we understand it as parents, we are 10 times better communicating it to our kids. I mean, if we model friendship better, then we'll be able to teach friendship to our kids. Yeah, Jesus' golden rule plays an important part in your thinking. I'm yeah. really interested in this. Yeah, Take look, us uh, through that. Oh, well, gee, we're going to dig into history and theology here. Yeah, so, good. You know, if you want to go make kids a book. Kids books. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> look, I've got to say, um, a lot of thinking goes into these things. No yes. message um, should just be idly thrown out. And one of the big principles that um, we were recognizing as we put this book together is the fact that we are sitting in a very interesting time that mirrors very closely what was socially going on when Jesus was alive. Mm. You see, uh, if you asked a, a 
Pharisee or someone like that when Jesus was alive in first century Palestine? You know, what is the golden rule, if they, if they had a phrase for that? You know, beyond them telling you, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, if they asked you how you were supposed to relate to other people, they basically say this, don't do to others what you don't want them to do to you. That sounds pretty much wow. that sounds pretty much like a, a good rule to live by. Yes. So Jesus, when he heard that, said, "No, look, I'll tell you what this is: do unto others what you would have them do to you." The problem with the "don't do to others what you don't want them to do to you" is it's very passive, very safe for the person who's doing it. As long as I'm not messing up your life, you know, you don't have to really expect anything from me. As long as I'm not getting your way, we're relating, are we? Yes. Well, we're hardly friends. You know, uh, what we learned as we were thinking this through and we're writing Panda uh, is that basically if you, you know, what you really need to do is be the person who is a doer. You know, that's what friendship is built on. Active. That's what real love is, active love. So you find in the, in the book when Panda finally meets people who are worth being friends with, they're the people who are not those who are standing back and just letting him be happily, whatever he wants to do. They're actually those people who are doing things for him. And what's more is that they doing things actually requires him to respond. You know, there's a there's an application of that. Now, so when we look at it as adults and hopefully as we convey it to our kids, we want to say, look, the friends we want to raise in my family, and I guess in yours too, are those are the sort of people who go, you know, I really love that person. I don't know exactly what it is about them, but you can always count on them. They're always there. They have something to say. These are active friends as opposed to just passive ones. Good for kids, good for adults. This is actually the first of three books that's that you're right. publishing. Uh, we've got, um, you know, God willing, we get sort of get through all of this and no one murders me over it, um, growing faith. <laughs> that wouldn't um, be very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a bit ironic, wouldn't it? Um, but look, yes, uh, Growing Faith is the um, is the new brand, Growing Faith Kids. Yes. And so if you just Googled that, you'd actually find their website and you'd find all these books and the more, more of them as they come out. Um, can I just put in a quick plug for them? Totally. You've really got to go check out now, you know I deal with the media all the time. Yeah. You've really got to go check out growingfaith.com.au. Okay. They have a kids section which is Christian and actually kind of rivals, I think, the ABC's approach to um, to children and computers. So you go there. There's not just the books there. Um, they've taken the illustrations and created computer games, you know, for the kids to play through the characters and do things. There's downloadable colouring in sheets. There's activities. There's masks and all this sort of stuff, Great you know, stuff. and a range of other books by other talent. Talented authors too, Sky Perry Jones and Fizz the Flying Fox, and all sorts of things are there as well, not just me. Um, and I'd just like to say that um, when you go and have a look at that, you'll see that what people are trying to do at Growing Faith uh, Kids is say, look, you know, take an active role in your kid's life and develop their spirituality in a way that they can understand and appreciate. Wow. So we've got two more books coming out. Uh, towards the end of the year, we'll have another one specifically on friends. So this one's really on belonging and on home. And then in the uh, next year, more in the Panda Home. We hope it will go on for a while yet. Well, you'll be back. <laughs> you'll be back often, won't you? <laughs> if you'll have yeah. me, I'll be happy to. So the website is growingfaith.com.au. Well worth a look. And Mark Hadley, well done, right? Mate, no worries. And uh, great to see you. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this open house podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.